Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. How's the weather your way? It's super hot. It's uh, 88 yeah. degrees. I'm thinking it's 100. I'm assuming <laughs> it's a little cooler there. Uh, it's a little warmer. Yeah, before it was like 29 degrees Celsius. Now it's like 30. And yeah, 84 Fahrenheit. So it's pretty warm. But for us, that's warm. Well, we're done with summer, both of us, I think. Yeah, I think so. I just always kind of find the more moderate weather to be at least a little more agreeable. Like, I think when you get older and you have to do things, it's not as fun. When you're younger oh, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> I can I spend run through the sprinkler. <laughs> when you're younger, you're like, I can go to the beach. I can do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. It's like, fun. And then when you're like, like, I'm in my 30s now and I'm like, I got to go run errands and I'm already like sweating. Man, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I went to the gym today and the gym was like, Afterwards, yeah. I came out. I was already sweating from being in the gym, and then the heat. No, and then you're like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was actually like probably losing around two pounds in wa- in water weight. So, but, anyways. <laughs> Did they? So in in Vancouver, because I think I remember this, is that I think your air conditioners are turned a little bit colder than ours. Like Maybe. how? I'm guessing like your air conditioners are probably at like 68, and my theory is is that you're used to cooler temperatures. But here, if your thermostat's at 68, it's, like, super cool. It's, it's not even that. It's just, like, most times, it's around, like, 10 to 15 degrees. Even in, like, the winter sometimes, it's not that cold. Mm-hmm. Like, I've even had it where, in the winter time I have the windows open just to air out because it's not overly cold. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, I'll open up the windows and just put on a sweater and be fine. So, um, but obviously not always, you know, uh, the case and not, like, everywhere, like, I um I went to a friend's place in Saskatchewan once and it was like super dead cold and like um I just kind of like I I naturally like to like just open up windows and like air out the place that I'm staying and so I went to go open a window he's like don't do that you're gonna like freeze us all to death I'm like oh okay gotcha you're like oh you're not in the cooler winter <laughs> you don't wear shorts in winter weird anyways that yeah. Like I'm sure in Florida, like winter time, you're you're still able to like wear shorts and all that, right? Well, winter time is is really nice. So right. our winter is probably like your summer. Okay. Uh, so it's yeah, maybe not as hot, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's super nice. I mean that's you know when it's really hot like this, you remember oh I live in paradise in the winter. I mean it's paradise anyway, but um, yeah, it kind of reminds you like oh yeah you kind of made in the winter. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, if I had to travel up north for work or something, it's like you leave the airport in Tampa and it's like so sunny, and then there's a part where you just get in the clouds and they're just gray, mm-hmm. and, and the sunshine is gone. I remember sinking feeling of like the sunshine's gone. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah, we get pretty spoiled. It's been raining. This is a rainy season, so okay. Um, and if you go further south, it rains every day, like at three p.m. every oh. single day. It's kind of interesting. Okay. It's like a deluge. So. Mm. Yep. So this is the first day it hasn't rained in a while, actually. There we go. But, so that's our forecast, everybody. Nice. Or, I guess, not forecast announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Forecasting anything. That's our weather talk for this week. Right. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes. 
but something we might not enjoy as much as this episode of Gilmore Girls. Actually, maybe it might. I, a lot of people, this is a very controversial episode of Gilmore Girls. Some people yeah. like it, some people hate it, and I think we all know why. And it's because of Jess. And it's also because um, Pal- David Pal- Dan Paladina wrote it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this is season awesome. season three, episode nineteen, Cake Max. This is a, yeah, a very controversial episode. I think if you're even if you're like Team Jess, even if you think Jess is the right person for Rory, I think even you have to admit this episode is not quite his strongest moment. But it's uh, it's tough because I yeah in like the previous episode he'd like yahooed how far it was from uh stars hollow to yale so he cares and then then this you have him like borderline rapey vibes and it just doesn't quite add up to me like i i I get that like he is i think i could see maybe where someone could say okay like Rory's room is literally right next to her to, to the kitchen. Luke is going up and checking on them every time they're over. I could see where they could feel stifled and like they couldn't quite explore each other sexually in that environment. I I would have thought it would have been interesting if they had said like if Jess had said like I you know we have had no chance to like do anything like this blah 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 like he's maybe got some level of frustration or something but they didn't really explain it. His way of explaining it was like you invited me up here it's your fault and i'm like oh you just came to the room yeah and and the just she walks into the room and it sounds like just has been there a while yeah and and just didn't even like you would think he'd be reading a book or something but no he's just he's just sitting there and they made such a fuss about leaving you know that that rory wanted to stay because you know it's her friend's band she's being supportive mm-hmm. yeah i mean he can he can be pretty possessive and pretty um selfish sometimes yeah and then this was like i mean this seemed even for him out of character yeah and that's why i I don't quite like i don't think this is totally indicative of him i think this is partially bad writing as well because i think in if like amy sherman paladina wrote this there would have been more nuance to this like maybe you would have had the still the same end product of like her and jess basically broken up for better like for the most part but like are they broken that's the thing that's the vibe i got from it well you have that moment in the end when like rory's crying and he just walks away like right that's pretty bad like if your girlfriend's crying or your partner doesn't even have to be girlfriend but your partner's crying and like you just walk away like that's pretty bad right battery realized that he had done something really wrong yeah. Um, but I'll say too, it's like, you know, I know that we're saying, well, you know, his character wouldn't do that or whatever. Um, you know, anybody could be potentially be a rapist. So, this is true. Yeah. Um, I think, Not- I think that's, we don't want to send the message that, you know, he's above doing that. And I do um, want to, you know, like I, we're saying rapey too, but like by no means did he rape her. Like it, it started to get to an uncomfortable place, but pressure. like by no yeah. means was it like did it go as far as it could have i mean the show is not that kind of show so it wasn't gonna go go that route anyways but yeah show how much they did show because we haven't really seen that on the show before no i mean they were just mostly just making out anyways but yeah right but he was on top of her and i don't think we've seen anything like that before no i think there was like a little glimpse like when they were in like 
Um, oh, the, when they were in the, the house and yeah. the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah I, I I kind of wish there was more like context for why Jess does what he does because I feel like he's got a lot going on in his life right now. Um, you know, he, he's flunking school. Uh, uh, Luke's getting upset with him. Like he's got a lot of pressure in his Where's life, and what and whether that's like self-inflicted or not is up for debate. But I kind of I would have thought it would have been interesting to see like him tr- like associate what he did with some of the stress in his life because that could have been interesting if it was like you know like I'm just under a lot of stress or blah blah blah. But no, they didn't really do that. It's just like. Would also, you... to show too that that's not an excuse for his behavior. No, that, yeah, no. he could be under a lot of stress, but that doesn't. No. But I think that would have been an interesting avenue to go to too, is him taking responsibility for regardless he behaved badly. Yeah, I think like there could have been there could have been a better way they handled it, and I think giving a sensitive plot point like this to Daniel Palladino was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Like Daniel Palladino is not the kind of person you go to with. A subplot like this because he doesn't know what he's doing like i hate to say it but like it's true he he gave this as much sensitivity as like a, a like teenager would like it just uh it, it's really annoying because this is such a integral episode in a lot of ways and yet it feels like it was squandered because the writer right. didn't really fully know how to handle it so. Yeah, you wonder if they even had a consultant on set. You think that they would? I mean, maybe they didn't do that back then. Mm. Um, but at least someone to say, you know, this is how this should be portrayed, or this is what you shouldn't do, or you know. Yeah. Um, but but this wasn't an episode where I immediately went, oh, Daniel Paladino must have written this, <laughs> which I've done with the other ones, um, because you know there weren't any like really kind of crass jokes and stuff. I not that I remember. No, no. Um... Because usually there's a joke about somebody, like, like you know, there's body shaming or there's something. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, but this also episode also had a lot going on, too. Like, yeah. a lot of subplots kind of came to a head. Like, you had um, Lane and the band and Dave and Young Cho or whatever. And also the fact that Lane got drunk and called her mom. Which, when that happened, I was like, I literally facepalmed. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. What are you doing? I was reading something that, um, I forget who it was. It was somebody that said that acting drunk. Oh, it was uh, for um, uh, a promising young woman that Mm. Carrie Mulligan was concerned about how she would portray acting like she was drunk. Because I guess apparently that's one of the hardest things to do in acting is to do that convincingly. Yeah. I thought Lane did a pretty good job because she's my she's one of my um, best performances this episode. Is that I think she did that pretty well. You and that can... sounds like something Lane would do because that's been weighing on her for a long time. She's got a lot like similarly well, Jess, but then they didn't really show him with a lot of stress on his plate. But similarly, she's got a lot of stress on her plate, and yeah, like you just right. see her kind of buckle and finally just be like, "I'm having this drink." So and then and then Dave and instead of her being like, "Ha ha." Dave's going to be happy with this. He goes up and hangs on the phone. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so I think it's interesting too, that he kind of supports her kind of being quiet about their relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And I think she ran into that with uh, the other guy she was seeing. That he was like, "Yeah, um, that's not gonna work. That you're kind of hiding me." Um, but mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, don't call your mother." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bad. Well, I think he just knows what kind of wrath it's gonna bring, and like she yeah, doesn't I- know because she's drinking. But yeah. Right. Um. Also, too, like spoilers for favorite performance, but Kyle, the very uh, manners conscious house uh, or, or host, the guy that knows the name of the plants. Uh, well, he was the guy that was the like, man? "Don't break the dolls." Where, where's the coaster? Oh yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he was great because here, you know, he looks That's like the, my favorite. Yeah, he's he looks like the kind of guy who would not care about these things. So when he's like, "Make sure you're using the coasters, guys. Common courtesy." <laughs> Oh, Kyle. He's, he's like, not the good towels, the, the swim towels. And it's like, I know exactly what they're talking about. It's like the towels that you, like, only use for family stuff. You don't bring it out for company or whatever, you know? Yeah. I thought that was so funny, yeah. And then, yeah, you can see, like, also, you know, like, the, the parents probably put the fear of God in him and told him, like, no parties. Yeah. Um, and I love that they're collecting all the Ladro and, and Hummel stuff and hiding it, you know, and, and the Hummel still breaks. Yeah, still breaks. Um, but he kind of reminded me of Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters. A little you know, bit, he, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, hey, let me introduce you to him. He's, you know, he did this. <laughs> Just like so, like, out of character. I don't think I've seen a movie where somebody's cared about the household stuff. You know, because usually in movies, especially like the 80s team movies, not like they were just wrecking the house and the person that owned it was just like, whatever. He was, <laughs> he was so funny. Like, I don't know why. Just every like time him, yeah. he's just like, like, he was... He was like equal parts dude bro, but also like he was very caring and considerate. And I'm like, okay, this right. is, this is pretty funny. So, um, yeah, yeah, I had him down as my other favorite. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Dean and uh, Jess get into a fight, which I gotta say, like, I watch a lot of shows, and like sometimes the fights in the shows are not like that well done. The fight in this one was pretty good. It was well done. Yeah. yeah, this one was well. I was I was impressed because like, it looks you know it's 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 screwed up and it's messy and it you know is ridiculous looking but also serious at the same time and yeah and the fact they're moving from place to place. Well, then uh, Young Choi, uh, when when him and Dave are talking, then like Dave gets pushed onto him, he starts freaking out. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Right. Right, um, and he had said, oh, I'm worried about you coming after me. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm trying to yeah. remember if Dean threw the first punch. I think it was. Yeah, Dean did. Dean, Dean clocked him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he came down the stairs. So the girlfriend, so Dean's girlfriend, I forget what her name is. Lindsay. Clementine. Lindsay. <laughs> I got Clementine from. Um, so she, uh, yeah, she was nowhere to be found when Rory came down the stairs crying. And that's when Dean just hauled off and smacked yeah. yeah, but you wonder what what does Dean's girlfriend think of all this? Yeah. She's obviously fighting over how she's been treated. Uh, and also too, like Dean didn't know anything about what happened. He made a pretty big leap, and I understand. Yeah. I understand Rory was crying, but like he definitely filled in the blanks. If you know what I mean, like, it, right. it, and that was like kind of troubling too. Where I'm like, okay, so you're not gonna ask like for all the details on this. Been but, looking, Dean's been looking for a reason to, to fight him. He but also, like, been. it was nice. Like, I get that the show is very dialogue heavy, but it was also just nice to see the two people are just gonna have a fight. Not like I endorse fighting by any right. stretch, but like, it felt realistic that these guys have been at each other's throats for how long now? 
And they're finally right. just going to throw down. Like, yeah. it felt realistic. Not, the, the issue has not been resolved. Right. Yeah. Right. I thought but, they did a good job. Of but yeah, it's pretty resolved. And then the Rory also waved it at what I call Clementine, whatever the fuck. At who? I'm just going to call her Clementine because I have no idea where he came up with that name. Uh, Dean's girlfriend, Rory, waved to her. Just oh, to yeah, say, Lindsay. Hey, Harry. So I thought that was nice that, you know, Rory's like, hey, don't hurt feelings, whatever, you know. Also, too. Lindsay was kind of being rude to her. Well, and then Jess was rude to Lindsay, which I thought was kind of rude when, like, they're, like, talking about music and, like, I forget, what was she, like, into? Like, I think it was, like... Uh, Matchbox 21 and I can't remember the other one. Michelle Branch? Michelle, yeah. And it just was, like... And then, uh, just, like, ooh. And I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, who are you gonna... Yeah, and then Rory defended her and said, oh, I like that music, too. You know, yeah. so Rory kind of came to her rescue. But also, I'm like, okay, Jess, you ask a girl like Lindsay what music she's into or you hear what she's into. Like, are you really that surprised that a girl like Lindsay is into Michelle Branch and Matchbox 20? Like, it's not that surprising. Just, I, I think he was just looking for a fight. He I think he was. Have, he just wants somebody to feel as bad as he felt. Yeah. That's my feeling. I here's here's my theory if i was to rewrite this i think Mm -hmm. jess is feeling disappointment over the fact that he's not graduating he's not able to get tickets for rory now in a healthy relationship you would just be honest and say this is the situation i wasn't able to get the tickets like but he he doesn't know how to handle that and i think that's where a lot of his aggression is coming from that's where his like conflict resolution skills are come like or lack thereof yeah. are coming from. Things I, are out of control. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's not coincidence that this all happens at the same time that like he's be, be told he has to repeat the school year. I think right. the show could have done a better job of saying this is why he is feeling this way. Not like it excuses it, but I think it makes more sense why. Yeah, he's been. He hasn't been like a bad boyfriend to Rory. Like I, I would even argue he's been better than Dean in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why he would go from being the way that he is to this, I think. Right. It, I think that would have been interesting if, like, yeah, he just, you know, kind of missed opportunity. Yeah, but I think the show also realizes, like, spoilers, I guess, mildly, but like this is also the last season where Rory's in high school, so. You know, I think they want to also wrap up some storylines, including the Jess and Dean yeah. one for now, because Rory's going to college. There's going to be new characters and new storylines. So I think they were also in a, maybe a little bit of a rush. Um, also, too, there is the backdoor pilot for the Jess spinoff show. So I think they were Can't also wait. they were also trying to get them out for that, too. So I think it's a case where, like, the they were trying to service other things and it doesn't really make sense for the character i i don't disagree that what just did is awful because it is but i think they put that stuff in there not because it made sense for the character but because it made sense for what they wanted to do with the character and with the show as a whole yeah 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 wrapped up yep so that's why i wouldn't hold this against Jess, which may be controversial because if you look online people were like i was team Jess up until this episode then i stopped or like, I, I, well, if you take it at face value, what he did was very wrong. Yes. Um, but 
uh, but it's also written out of character. It's it, like it it's like the person didn't look at the show bible, and yeah. I'm surprised that someone let that go through. But yeah, I I've noticed that when when Gilmore Girls needs to further something, they just kind of ax somebody, mm-hmm. and they and they a a x e um and it's. I mean that it no more obvious than this that they turned Jess into like a villain mm-hmm. uh, within like you know five minutes. Yeah, but even though, and like, then the, the last top episode, it off with the team fight. Hmm? Yeah, well, even like in the last episode, like he was, you know, like a you know like oh a Yahoo how far it is and all this, and I'm like you're you're right. a decent guy. Like what's going on? I think it was such an about face. Yeah. Yeah, there's still time for them to fix the character of Jess. I think, you know, he's not he's not out of the show by any stretch, but yeah. Um, so I, I would say no. Don't hold this against Jess. If you're if you're on the like, which team should I be on? Team okay. Dean or Team Jess? Or maybe we can start with. I don't team. think you need to pick because I think they both they both have toxic qualities to them, Dean and Jess. Uh, Personally, so I, don't I would say at this point, Dean gets worse for me from here on out. Jess, in my okay. eyes, this is just my personal opinion. Jess gets better, Dean gets worse. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, since I've never seen the show before, so this will be yeah. interesting to see how the characters evolve. Yeah, that's just me personally. Like, and everyone's gonna be different. That's why I think the show's great that there's like all these like Team Dean, Team Jess. Can we start a team for Kyle? I want to Team Kyle. Like, even if he's not romantically oh, interested. The house? Yeah. Even if he's not romantically interested in Rory, I just want Team Kyle. I want Team for the guy that's got asthma that named the plants in the band. Oh, because Brian. Why, why pick on this kid? Yeah. That was my other best performance. Is it this poor kid? He knows what the plants are. Good for him. I you know, but they're constantly like, picking on him. All these and they're kid- making fun of, like, I have asthma, and I'm like, you're making fun of respiratory disease. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I also just like to, like... All these, like, guys are just, like, super, like, self-aware of things that they should... Like, you wouldn't expect teenage boys to be self-aware of. Like, when Zach's like, oh, you're having uh, this reaction because you, you, you didn't monitor your citrus intake. I'm like, how does a teenage boy... I like, love that. No, but... But, you know, there's always one friend that, you know... I mean, it's it shows kind of how close they are, too. Yeah. You know, like, like there are friends that do that. They're friends that kind of, like you have friends in high school that kind of know your stuff backwards and forwards. And yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's usually like in every group, there's someone that's watching out for somebody. Yeah. So I thought that was actually pretty accurate. They don't really show in a lot of shows mm-hmm. is that here's a guy, you know, saying, Hey, you need to do this, this and this, you know, it was like, it was very kind of loving. It was a loving friend thing Yeah. to do. Like he became a mom for a little bit. Yeah, he did, and like it also just is nice that like I think this is around the time the time where the internet became a big thing. So I I imagine that with the like dawn of the internet, people are more knowledgeable on things that they weren't before because there's just so much widely available. So I don't know. I think it's just the generation too, but I just liked how yeah. This is, this is only two years before Facebook started. So just yeah, to put in reference. So, but uh, yeah, you've got like. Yeah, the the citrus intake. You got Kyle, who's like, make sure you use coasters and all this. I'm like, man, these these are pretty socially aware teens. I'm here for it. He's aware of the hummel and how important it is to the mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. 
Um, we have. Oh, I guess we should also say too the Lorelai was kind of wasted this entire episode. I think they kind of realized we had to use Lorelai, and it didn't really seem like she had a whole lot going on in this episode. No, she had to have an interchange with Sookie, and yeah, and we find out What's that she's this? not really seeing Alex anymore because we don't see him at all either. No, Alex is done. They needed to like. They wanted to, like, I think they wanted to have a running theme of, like, unresolved conflict. And instead of bringing in Alex, who mm-hmm. was her most recent relationship, they bring back Max. And you're like, that just right. felt weird to me because I'm like, why are we done with Max? Like, why is right. he here? Well, I mean, maybe they have Daniel Palladino, you know, and the guy who plays Max with buddies. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but, so what's your, what's your take on when they were in the classroom and Max was basically, like, it almost seemed like he was afraid of Lorelai. What was your take on all that as to why he reacted that way? I think he just doesn't want to get involved with her, and he knows what happens when they get too close. They start making out okay. and doing other things. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's not that he's afraid of her. I think he's afraid of what he'll do. Yes, I think he's and just he self-aware of what's going to happen, and he just put that limit on her and himself. And he's even like, "Well, you should know." Like when I was in California seeing somebody, she's like, "Oh, so you're not a Trappist monk?" <laughs> You yeah, know? I like, thought that was great. Like I think he, I think he was hoping that you know that would deter her, mm-hmm. you know. And then she's like, "Yeah, duh, you know, but we weren't together." I think the big takeaway from this, and this is the last time we see Max, uh, is when he says like, Hi, "You were the the marriage was ended. You were okay with it. I was okay with it." I'm like, "Okay, that like that's <laughs> that that's it." The the old their their uh engagement ended and he i don't think we've ever heard if he was like largely okay with it i think like in the interview or the episode where rory interviews him he says how he was disappointed but like i think he's like largely kind of come to terms with it so i was like okay i think he said that if it wasn't for them splitting up he wouldn't have had his experience at stanford yeah he's thankful for that um Mm -hmm. but it didn't sound like the relationship he had with the person in california was a big deal Um, yeah so, because I mean, they're not together, they didn't do the long distance thing. Uh, but yeah. when they kissed at the, what is it, like two episodes ago? Um, mm-hmm. You know, he said, like, I thought I was over it, but apparently I'm not. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think he's just protecting his heart. Also, too, was the, was this also the episode where Nicole and Luke stay at the inn? It, that and- was one of the cringiest scenes. I, I had to fast forward through that. Because it was just so icky that, you know, she's, it's like Lorelai just, just has to, I, I don't get, I don't know if she got nervous or she was intruding on their time or I don't know what happened, but it was just such an awkward, cringy. It just doesn't make sense why she wouldn't just be like, oh, you don't need this. Okay, I'll go or I'll send someone else up. Like, why or did she she runs the end and she doesn't know he's there? Well, she implies that like. Uh, Michelle kind of didn't tell her that he was in that room, so she probably thought it was doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. That's why I'm like, oh, okay, I I buy that. Um, yeah, he, I just he also got worse. Oh, go ahead. I just think in this episode they were like, okay, we got a lot to do with Rory, and then someone was like, yeah, but we also have Lorelai. She can't just be like in this episode and not have anything to okay. do. So then they just wrote like a bunch of nonsense of like. Okay, well, like, she'll meet up with Max, and we'll deal with her unresolved conflict. And I'm like, I thought it was resolved already. Oh, you know, we'll have her wander into the room that Nicole and Luke are in. And I'm like, 
This just and seems they like all come out of row because they're having sex. I mean, it's like it's, just, it's, it's just... like you know why is she, like it's so obvious that she's like they're trying to send the message. Look, they're sexually active. See, well, in case you weren't like you're wondering, we can have an episode where there's no Lorelai. Like, it's fine. We could also have some episodes where you know where we just or have just, just cut that part out or just have her talking to Sookie. Yeah, would have worked. And I like, I think Melissa McCarthy broke character in part of it. So if they're, when they're talking, you can see her start to laugh a little. And I think it, I'm pretty sure it was unscripted. But I really like those moments where it's just, there's probably something funny to happen in one of the other takes, but you can see her break a little bit. But in my worst uh, performance was Michelle, because you can see he drops his accent on oh. the words water bowl and drown. You can yeah. hear that he does not have a French accent on those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which gosh. is really hard to keep up. He was talking very quickly, so I could see that it's hard to keep up an accent like that. Hmm. Oh gosh. Uh, my favorite—I think I said already—is Kyle, because like Kyle was just great. Like, and I totally forgot, but I'm looking at the wiki. He's friends with Dean, and I'm like, oh. Like, I didn't even re remember that. Apparently, like, there was an episode where him and Dean were hanging out, and they're friends, and I'm like, what? That seems weird. Huh. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, least favorite. I hate to say this, but Jess, and I think it's not because it's necessarily the performance, but just the writing was so bad. And this was such an integral episode for him. Like, this is yeah. what we've been building up to, and they, like, really messed it up. And I think we, we both talked about, you know, it's pretty obvious that the person writing is you know it's it's they did not go with the characters motivations or behavior it seems like it was just so out of left field mm -hmm. um but then again you know Jess has shown some impulse control issues too so yeah i and here's the thing i don't think jess is perfect but i think he's better than this is kind of the real takeaway here mm -hmm. right like, this is a moral failing, and I don't think... Jess has shown issues, but nothing like hurting Corey. And I think the show recognizes this, because I think they definitely try to course correct this moment and try to, like, fix it. I bet people are mad, yeah. Yeah. Because it just doesn't really fit the character. Like... The walking him... away part, yeah, was upsetting, because, you know, it's, yeah. it's he's not even taking responsibility for it, and here she's upset. That part like, I actually kind of buy, because he... Um, he seemingly kind of does that like when things are getting tough he'll leave the apartment with with you know and he had just gotten into a fight with dean which i think at least from his perception like was not aided by rory like rory has been wanting to be friends with dean like she hasn't really pushed dean away in the way that like rory or uh just thought she would so i think like he I think that look before he walks away is almost him being like, you're partially to blame for this. He looks a little sheepish, too. Yeah. You know, like, he knows he's done wrong, but I don't think Jess is the kind of character that comes back with his tail between his legs. I don't think that he's the kind of character that <laughs> will say to her, I'm so No, sorry. I don't think so either, but I also don't think he's necessarily going to, like... Just walk away. He... He's... He... I think he's he understands at this point that he's kind of on his own. Like, 
again, there's a lot that could have been said. Like, I wish there was like a monologue or something he gave afterwards because like would have really helped to explain a lot of what he did. But like, you know, it would have yeah. been nice if he's like, you know, I come here to this town, blah blah blah, and like you'll treat me like this. Like I have to fend for myself. Like I there's just there's so much they could have done. And they just didn't. It was do. a missed opportunity. Yeah, there yeah. are several missed opportunities in this episode. Yeah, that's why I think it's the most disappointing. I do really like this episode though, because like there is still some good performances and like the fight was pretty good mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, oh yeah, yeah, it's better. Like I was saying, it's better than a lot of movies I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um favorite reference did you have a favorite reference at all i just liked him i like i liked um is it kyle naming the ladro and hummel figurines and like you know talking about how important it was mm-hmm. to keep those because the mom is probably very invested in those she may have inherited from the grandma you know like he just knew that this is something not to mess with you know mm-hmm. and um i just thought that was sweet that he's thinking about that i mean he did have a party at his, at his house but still he's he's looking out for mom's stuff yeah i like yeah, and uh, I I just liked Kyle in general. I kind of wish Kyle was yeah. more more of a uh, character than we get because he I, just me too. I wanted more Kyle, so Tim. Yeah, I, he was just a he's you could tell he's just a sweet kid that just wants to have a good time and have a party. He doesn't mean anything bad by it. No, you know, it's just this is what you do when you're a teenager, like, you know. And he just wanted to live it, that life. It seemed realistic too that like he would want a party. But at the same time, too, he's going to want to do so in a way that he's respectful to his parents. Like Right. And then, and then it's Dean and uh, Justice, you know, that screw up the house. Yeah. You know, just seeing them, like, go through the house and, like, they're breaking up stuff. I really wanted the banister to break up with those banisters. Um, oh, the band? Yeah, but that would have been a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I really like that scene. That, yeah, I actually kinda, like, oh would have <laughs> liked if the band was like, this is real rock and roll or something like that. Like, right, right. Cause they oh, seem the so... rock and roll. That seems seems so out of place. Like the, here's the thing: they seem so obsessed with like that rock and roll aesthetic. Like I was thinking, right. Z- Zach would have just been like, "This is real punk" or something like that. Like, right. like this <laughs> is what they were probably line. hoping for the whole time that there was right, be right, a right, yeah. Fight the and then they out. start playing. Yeah, that'd be great if they would have played during it. Yeah, and just like started doing like some speed metal, or something. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great. So. Yeah. Um, my favorite reference. Uh, Lane says Kyle's parents are going to Marriage Encounter for the weekend. Marriage Encounter is like a little getaway where uh, married couples can go and work on their marriage. That's the Catholic Church. I think that's through the Catholic Church. It might be. Yeah, I know it's like it's a part of like an organized religion. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's. And I don't think it's necessarily for people that have problems in their marriage. It's just. Um... You know, for people that just have just want to learn more about their marriage or whatever. So, that, yeah, that's that's probably still, yeah. Still in operation, thank Yeah. So. All right. Um. Yeah. Oh, favorite quote. What's your favorite quote? Oh my gosh, I'm like. I think, like, Kyle at one point said dude when the fight broke out. I thought that was really funny. It, I don't know if it was dude. It was just, like, one word. I think he was But it just... was perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the word was. Like, it was just <laughs> exasperation and just utter, like, he just knew he lost control. 
I'm trying to remember what it was, and I'm sure everyone listening like is has it on the tip of their tongue, and I'm just like, I feel Everybody bad. Everybody just had it, yeah. Yeah, but I I did just like that, like the fight breaks out, and Kyle, who's been like, you know, delicately trying to manage everything, just has like an aneurysm borderline, like he's just right, like, right. Yeah. So. And then just this is resignation of what can I do? Yeah, yeah. So, no. Mine was Michelle, where. Um, it's uh, Lorelai asked him, you know, is everything okay or what? Are, what are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm. Oh, are you helping those people? He's like, no, they're waiting for a unicorn to sing to a rainbow. <laughs> he said it. He's just so deadpan. I mean, again, I, I put that down as like, you know, my least favorite performance, but still, I thought he delivered. Like, he's just so droll. Like, he's like, leave me mm. alone. I'm just trying. Yeah, you know, he's very much like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to do my job. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and the thought of him being a bellboy just like bothered him so much. Yeah, <laughs> or doing turn down service bothered him so much. <sighs> oh, also too, there was a that that funny little scene at the beginning. I I kind of want to talk about this before we get too far, but um, where they call up Richard and Emily, and they're just having like the greatest time. Oh yeah, and they actually I it would have been great if Richard had like Emily was like. Yeah, making noise in the background to make it sound like there was a party, but they actually had a party. Yeah, no, they did. Because didn't. you know they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna let um, Lorelai and Rory not coming over you know bother their social life. No, but it was kind of funny though. Just kind of yeah. like he's like keep your hands where I can see them or whatever. And well, yeah. I thought I thought that Richard was playing it up a little bit because you don't actually see Emily, and then you know he said something else. That you know you couldn't really see, or it looked like he was playing it up a little bit. So I think I think for Emily's sake, he was playing it up for more while on the phone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it looked like a fancy party. Yeah, I just like that. Like you, your expectation is almost like that they're gonna be um, just sitting around, like not doing anything. And no, they're 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 having fun. Um, what is that? I say like it's oh uh, Rory said they're partying like it's 1999 and they're like and we're over here being the 700 club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they don't have anything to do and they're watching TV. Uh, also too the the keg tapping scene was very relatable. I remember being in high school and like mm-hmm. someone would bring over a keg and no one actually knew what to do with it. So. I or was the like, cousin that keeps saying 21 and when Dave goes he's really a fan of that integer. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole group they were great. Yeah. Okay. Um, behind the scenes trivia. Let's see if there's anything interesting about this episode. I'm sure there is. Um, well, this is definitely the last episode you see Max. So, R.I.P. Max. Max. His hair looked really different. Did, Did you it? That? He didn't look the same. I mean, his hair just has this weird, like long and just kind of pompous look to it so it's floofy yeah it seemed very floofy and pompous to me so i didn't really notice anything different it was Uh, higher up on his head like he was showing more forehead yeah well first i was like what's going on here um let's see oh um two of the actors that appear in this later showed up in a true blood vampire is it the vampire is that the one with um anna no uh the one that won an oscar when she was like like nine 
Um, let's see. She's from New Zealand. Or it was a New Zealand movie. I don't know. Anna Paquin. That's one of the Anna Paquin. Yeah, yeah, right? the one with Anna Paquin. Okay. Um, yeah, there's the actress who plays Terry in this. Um, she she also... the yellow rock and roll. I think she no, she was older. I think she might have played like the mom or something. Oh. Not trying to remember who she was. But they were they were both both them and uh the actor that played Zach both later played in, in True Blood. Oh. Yeah. So this started many, many careers. Yeah. And then yeah, Max Medina, last appearance. It's kind of weird. Max was so important in the first two seasons, and then now he's gone. Right. And he was just brought back for that. <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering if they, that's David Paladino. Daniel? Daniel, David. Um, Daniel Paladino was like, hey, buddy, you want to be on the show in this episode? I think they I'm were literally me. like, we need to have some unresolved uh, conflict. conflict for Lorelai. And for then they Lorelei were like, not getting what she wants. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I kind of thought that was resolved. I didn't think like there was too much left hanging. Um, right. It was like it was kind. Of, I mean, like the the kiss thing. It seemed like it was resolved. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, well, I I need to dig it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Next episode, we can see the aftermath of the party. Yeah. It was also funny too that like. Lorelai says she's still dating Alex like she doesn't even know, which I thought was pretty funny. Right. They haven't really seen each other. It's kind of like a slow fade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, any behind this? Oh, I totally forgot. We had some questions for this episode. Yay. I should probably, I should probably read those. Okay. Uh, we just don't normally get, like, for some reason we got a ton of emails for these last two episodes oh so. cool okay i'm not complaining please send more That's but great. i was not fully prepared um kick max uh, is the episode uh sorry i said that a lot and you already know what the episode is uh <laughs> brian says when jess walks away from her crying rory is that the end for them uh do you want me to spoil I the show for you say- brian yeah i would say probably not i would think in reality yes but on this show, probably not. I think it's the end of their relationship as it is right now. Or at least the yeah. end of, like, this stage of their relationship. But, the, but they're still going to be around. I mean, obviously, Rory's yeah. going to be around. And sometimes people are better off as friends. So. Right. Uh, and then Ashley says, seems like when Dean isn't with Rory, he's actually a decent person. Nah, I think he's still terrible. Well, we don't, we don't know that for sure. Um, yeah. He's got some gender stereotypes and, and inflexibility that I don't know would change that quickly. I think... And we don't really see like how he is now. I think it's more that he found someone in Lindsay who is more accepting of the gender stereotypes that he is looking for. So I'm curious because I was thinking that too, but why, why do you think that? Because I couldn't figure out why I felt that way. It just seems that Lindsay is very happy with being like a domesticated housewife 
and yeah like, so what, what is it that you felt that way i don't know it's just her vibe again, i thought that too okay it just seems like yeah, she's yeah, very willing to just go along with everything that dean says and wants and she also yeah, comes she across really talk much. no but it's just that the general vibe that i get yeah. she also seems like somebody who would be very like focused on keeping someone or particular people happy and i would probably say dean's mm. one of them i would work for dean right yeah. So, I don't think it's necessarily that he's a decent person. I think he's just found somebody who's more accepting of his personality. That's, that's more tolerant of yeah. yeah, or or has or has less boundaries. Yeah, and you know what? Like that's the sad reality is is that there's a lot of people out there who are like that, and they, you know, are looking for people who are, you know, looking for those types of gender stereotypes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It. I don't think i always agree with it and i think even like you can get the impression that rory even disagrees with it because she feels like it's going to hold back dean but i think even on a whole other level it's like just to find someone that reinforces that is probably not healthy in the long run but yeah i just i don't know i i wouldn't say he's a decent person i still think he's got some terrible traits to him but yeah okay uh, yeah, just because someone appears to be better with someone doesn't mean they're actually better. Yeah, exactly. It just means I think that they, at least on some surface level, appear to be more of a match. But or or with narcissists, when they get new supply, they're happy. But then when they realize the other person's not perfect, um, then things go downhill. So like it may look nice now, but he's just got new supply. Like, with um, that scene where, like, Dean tells Rory that he loved her in, like, season one, and Rory freaks out, and then he freaks out, I could see Lindsay, like, just saying that she loves him just to, like, keep him happy. I don't know. So you got that vibe, too. That's interesting. I couldn't put my finger on it. Maybe it's something that's unexplainable. I also... You know, I've also watched the show before, so I'm probably partially influenced by what's to come. So, and I've but, never seen it before. And I had the same conclusion. So, mm -hmm. so, all right. Any mental health observations? Is that the is that the email? Yeah, yeah, that was the, we just had two emails. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just the overall. Yeah, don't don't go beating people up at somebody else's house. Yeah, probably just not a good way to do that. Period. And um. Yeah, if someone also tells you, like, hey, I don't want to have sex right now, just be like, that's fine. We'll we'll circle back around when you are feeling comfortable and, you know, right. talk about this at a later right. time. Right. So, yeah, it's, and um, it's people that you thought were stand-up people can do bad things. Yeah. So, even though I think we both agree that this character was miswritten in, in this episode yeah and i you know i think this is a low point for jess but i think it's not a low point that he's gonna stay in forever without spoiling mm -hmm. spoiling too much he does have quite a bit of resilience but you know he's also missing his one ticket to freedom which is his car which i'm assuming that, that um uh, luke got rid of i mean it's implied right? that luke basically took that car and hid it somewhere right like yeah. it's not mentioned exactly, exactly, but that's mm -hmm. that's it, right? <laughs> um, 
Um, so, I mean, if, if, you would think that if Jess finds that out, would Jess have any kind of case against Luke? I don't even know if he would take it that far. I think he would probably just, like, take his things and leave, which I feel like he's on the verge of doing anyways. He's just got so much piling up in his corner between, like, the the school, because he had that agreement with Luke. And I think some people might have forgotten that, where, like, Luke told him, you have to graduate or you're out. And he's one condition, right. Yeah, he's not graduating, so. And Luke's tolerated a lot. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I think, like, the big thing to take away from this is just communicate better with people. <laughs> like, not just your partner, but other people, too. Like, I, w- I would love, like, an episode where, for some reason, we have to put Jess and Dean on some kind of road trip together, and they're forced to communicate with each other. Like a buddy road trip? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they like secretly find out that, like, Neither of them, like, they're actually best buddies in real life. Well, like, I think, oh, oh yeah, sure. that's right. So it'd be really funny. So they, they must have been fun to film that fight scene. Oh, oh it must have, yeah. So, I don't know. I just We've think, talked about that before, about needing a road trip between them. I just want a road trip episode, and maybe Luke's the one that has to drive them, and they have to sit in the back seat together or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's only, like, so many snacks, and they have to figure out how they're going to divide them up. Yeah, and then Luke's like, in some, like situation. Luke drives by my steakhouse and he's like, well, if I can make friends, anyone can make friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's time to rate this episode. Days. What are you thinking for a score? Uh, I, I give it an eight. I thought this is a pretty good, it, you know, for Daniel Paladino, which again, we we usually call out these episodes right away, like this must be a Daniel Paladino episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the, the, the obvious just miswriting, um, I thought it actually was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Like, the fight, I thought, was really well done. Yeah, so it I, was. I give it mm-hmm. I think, like, the the Jess thing is the most egregious thing, but I think it was mm-hmm. still pretty well done. It's just a matter of how much it really, how much it, it matters about the whole, like, Jess being not poorly, or not properly written. I think for right. me, I'm sitting at eight as well, because mm-hmm. I think this episode was really well done. Even though the Lorelai stuff was, like, inconsequential and that, like, I think when we got to the party, it was kind of, like, I've said before that I like when the show brings people together. And in this case, it was kind of like that, but, like, just focused on the high Mm -hmm. school students. Like, this was them. They're all get together. Like, they're not getting together for a festival. They're more realistically getting together for a kegger. So I kind of like that, that, like, they all got together and it came with, you know some conflict and other stuff but you know and it's people that are from stars hollow high not children yes and also nice, too i mean usually focus on children kids hmm? also too kyle was like the secret mvp of this episode and <laughs> i don't really think he appears him. in many episodes but oh. i just loved kyle in this he was great i hope he got some good acting gigs from this i, I should he look really that up now because now i'm kind of like oh, yeah. because yeah um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, this episode still is pretty good and like, yeah, even for not having Daniel or have, even though having Daniel Palladino write it, it still turned out okay. Let's see. So the actor's name is Chauncey Leopardi and that's a, that's a great name. yeah, and he still is acting to this day, not oh. in like 
a heck of a lot, but he the most notable other roles he had was uh, on Freaks and Geeks. He was on that show. Another Amy Sherman Palladino, right? Is that Amy Sherman? I don't think she no. did. Oh, okay. I think that was um, Judd Apatow. Oh, you're right. I think so. Um, he was in the Sandlot movies. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, a few other little small I things. Really like Seems like he just kind of largely does his own thing, but I don't know. We maybe maybe we can bring bring Kyle back. Like second revival, let's make Kyle a big character for some reason. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. I just want more I Kyle. Think we need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe ooh, maybe Kyle is like uh he's like the the manager at the restaurant that I own that Luke is go. Yeah. Or what if he's the Kirk of another town in the revival? Ooh, I could see Nah, he seems way more competent than Kirk, so Yeah, that's okay, that's true. I would I would, still think that Kirk has a secret life where he's really on top of stuff and just plays his bumbling character, but I want like I wanna see what Kirk's dating profile looks like for some reason. I feel like that would be like really funny. Tinder? Yeah. Like what does Kirk's Tinder profile look probably like? Probably has a he probably has his cat in it. Yeah, cat the cat's trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where they're negotiating the space. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm a cat person. And then shows him, like, scratched by the cat. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm, well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book. And Talking Brains is your other podcast. And I'm over at threeingreners.com, where I've got podcasts going up almost every other day. And with that said, we'll see you all next time where we've got uh, the next episode here, which is Say Goodnight, Gracie. Bye for now. Bye.